Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Kamikaze Snowmen on the Kamikaze Snowcast. No, 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 okay, all right, all right, all right. I know you're like an actor, right? And that you pretend to be other people. Right now, what I want you to do, I want you to pretend to be yourself, Andre Gower, from the monster flick, and just say it right, and like, maybe maybe with a little bit more, you're being kind of a I am Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you are listening to the Kamikaze Snowman on the Kamikaze Snowcast. It is a time of division and indifference. And only one group dares laugh in the face of it all. Kamikaze Snowmen! Fighting the morally ambiguous forces of the Apatheticon, using only an assortment of guns, magic, and giant robots. Kamikaze Snowmen! Terry, Paul, and Josh are the Kamikaze Snowmen! Snowmen. You just listened to the Monster Squad's Andre Gower introduce the Kamikaze Snowcast. Uh, we will be putting that uh, video clip up on YouTube pretty soon so you can actually see him punch me out, which was very painful. And I'll get you, Gower! Anyway, it's Halloween. It's really scary outside right now. Uh, I don't know if you've been outside, but it's terrifying. And what follows is Charles Edward Pogue. He is the screenwriter of such movies as David Cronenberg's version of The Fly, uh, Dragonheart, and um, Psycho 3. Uh, we start by talking a little bit about Dragonheart, and we move uh, on from there. And you're hot. Kamikaze snowman uh, now david thewlis he was in it too is right yeah and dennis yeah. quaid right i really like david thewlis do you ever get to run into him <laughs> well, i had the funniest breakfast i ever had was, yeah was was with david thewlis and pete Postlewaite. oh and we, what a great actor and we were sitting there bitching about the director <laughs> <laughs> i will not air that online but you can air it i don't okay. care because i hate the, i hate the guy and i have no been who was very the, no i got the poster right here i'm not gonna say it i Oh wait, but he did, didn't he? Did, he did quite a bit of uh, crap. Well, uh, but I see. I like to say fun movies, but well, uh, it is crap. Um, I'm I not mean, gonna lie. You know, he's he's a, he's a he's, as as one reviewer said, plow horse direct. We called his direction plow horse direction. Nice. Which is, which is pretty much what it was. Just like bowl through the scene. No, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it, Pete Pete's Pete's comment was uh, about him at, at that breakfast. I remember him saying. You know, just figure out where to put the camera, mate. Let us do oh, the God. thinking. That is so funny. <laughs> Guys like Pete and David, uh, you know, save my sanity on that movie. I'll tell you. Now you get to do you get to walk around on set and everything and like I check was everything on, out. I, I was on that one. It just depends on you know. On the film, I suppose. Film, the people you're working with, where they want you there, whether you're you know sometimes you're on to another project by the sure. time it comes out. But I was over there for since Bratislava, I, I guess right before the film started in the first couple of weeks, and then I went back for another okay. month. Later on. Um, well, Dragonheart aside, what I really want to talk about, 
and I'll get to the big one, but I really, really, really want to talk about how. What I really want to talk about is uh, Psycho Three, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love Psycho Three. Good, good. Yeah. And uh, it's just a damn fine movie. How did? Okay, how did that start? Just I mean, I'm sure you've told it a million times. I, if you can, just... I was called in to. I just I'd written the fly. My fly script was going around. Sure, town. sure. And that was eighty five, eighty six, somewhere around there. Eighty three. Oh, that so, early. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, they were. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was the flavor of the month. Sure, uh, sure. New kid on the scene. And so, you know, naturally it called me in for the next horror thing. And uh-huh. it was Psycho 3. And when they, you know, first said, oh, Christ, I need Psycho Yeah, I know. Three. It's it Psycho like, 3. It's like, um, you've got quite a long legacy yeah, to live yeah, up to. Yeah, but I was young, hungry, and wanted a job. And so I went And in. that was, what, 25 years later after? Because it was 1960 was the original, correct? Yeah, and, and, and I guess, and but there's two had been done a couple of years yeah, before. Yeah, right, right. And I'd watched two, and I want back Did you enjoy two? I liked... Um, uh, things about it. Things about <laughs> it. I like things you, no, about I it. I mean, too. I like things about it. I, I, I we, we all think of Norman had a thing for blonde, so Meg Tilly Absolutely. was a problem. Well, and and uh, God bless her. I love her. But yeah, and I, I do too. I think I, you I mean, may be she's right. a fine actress, but uh, and I, I just didn't like the gore. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when Tony and I were doing now, it, uh, did he direct the? He directed the fourth one, or the he or did Tony he directed mine. Oh, Tony he directed three. Mine. Okay, I am an idiot. That's, and, a, that's excellent. Uh, and it was wonderful to work with. Because we're both from the theater, sure. So sure. we both had that that language, right? And um, you know, he really got into the minutia of the script, which I love, uh, and knew it really well. That is cool. And was in terribly smart. I mean, he's well, so and just smart, to get to hang out with Tony Perkins scary. after, I mean, look at all the. I mean, that's yeah. But I mean, he was just. It was. It was, it was really. Uh, uh, just a, it was it, it, just a totally wonderful experience, and even the sure. f- flaws in that film. I kind of I'm very fond of that film because I had such a good time. That is that is an excellent. That's, yeah, that's excellent. Now now would you? Okay, I'm not going to ask that question because it sounds ridiculous. Ask any question. Huh? Well, I was going to actually ask if you preferred because it seems to me that Psycho Three may be pure as far as uh, your stuff goes than The Fly since like a lot of people are going to go and rework stuff like Cronenberg mm-hmm. really went and revamped a lot of stuff with The Fly which yeah. I'm getting to but like which would you say you prefer or of all your films that uh, you've uh, had a hand in well um, my favorite films are a couple of the first two films I ever did which okay. were a couple of Sherlock Holmes films that I did in England and I love those because I had incredible power I mean I had a producer old time producer named Cy Weintraub the guy had he owned the rights to Tarzan for years and oh, did, nice. the, did Tarzan movies and Tarzan TV series and he bought the rights to Sherlock Holmes wow. and I wrote these scripts for him and around uh, what year was that? this was 82 okay uh, now were you in, in England I, at the he time? Took me, I mean this is the thing he took me to England that is fantastic I, I wrote these scripts within six months I was in England they were getting shot and, uh, wow. and he, the first day of the screening, he said, the director has some notes on your script. He said, just know your s- scripts are where we want them. Uh, if you don't like the notes, you don't have to do them. I mean, what... That is fantastic. What great cachet. Yeah, I mean, and, and, he was, and he was a great, very big... I mean, size philosophy was, I want to know everything about it uh, so that when someone comes to me and says, you can't do this... I can say, yes, you can, and here's how, yeah, yeah. even down to what kind of lens you use. That's you know? wonderful. And he, wonderful. he was kind of grooming me, I think, to be his point man there. It was, he wanted sure. to do a bunch of two-hour um, like like uh, movies for TV. Oh, sure, sure. It. And uh, so I think he was wanted me to be a story editor. I became the unofficial story editor. But we did the, just the two films, 
and they're they're my my favorite films of all. I mean, uh, so I'll just find them now. Are they? Hour, and they were great. Had brilliant British actors who would come up and ask me if they could change. <laughs> that is so funny. Of course, they'd ask for. Yeah, I never had right? that that kind of power ever right. again. They ask permission from you if they yeah, could change yeah, the line. Yeah. Because you know now, I mean, most people are I mean, just like, I'll put like, an um and, and there and yeah, a there yeah, and yeah, make yeah. it natural. So that was, it was great. Um, That's right. Now, are these available? Yeah. They, yes, they are. You can, there's a Hound of the Baskervilles and a Sign of Four, and the, the, the Sherlock Holmes was, oh, in, was in, in Richardson. I was reading that last night on IMDb before I... Yeah, uh, and um, uh, they are, you know, through Amazon or wherever. I will definitely check still. them out. I actually really want to see those now. Um Real quick, I guess we could just talk about the fly real fast, mm-hmm. because a lot of people. I mean, that's that's like the coup de gras, I guess, for a lot of Cronenberg. Or well, I think it's Cronenberg going mainstream for the first time as I well. Think, well, I don't think it's his. You know, I mean, he did picture. His video he, film was what eighty one or eighty three or something. I don't know, like but that? he did Dead Zone too. Dead, which, oh, that's that was eighty three. And Jeffrey Bohm had written that. Right, yeah, and, and Bohm was doing like Indiana Jones movies yeah, later on, and um, it was a uh, you know, I mean, again, I I think uh, he has a good writer with him. Sure. It helps. Now, did he? Did Bohm come on? Now, did anybody else come on? And or did Cronenberg just? I think he tweak your. He filmed, uh, oh, my my script. Right. Uh, n- there had been a writer named Waylon Green who had written part of the um, Peck and Paul thing, Wild Bunch. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, it, oh. He, he came on, but <laughs> that whole draft got thrown out. Cronenberg, when he rewrote, went back. To I would have liked to have read that. Though, well, just it for... was a strange draft. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I imagine. Didn't, didn't really After what he did with those classic actors yeah. in Wild Bunch. You know? but, um, but Cronenberg went back to my draft and worked from my draft. Right. So that's where you were saying earlier to me that the structure is still pretty solid. Structure is, you know, I mean, his disintegration and all that sort of stuff is, I mean, yes. I mean, and even the relationships, it was, I had four characters, he has three characters, kind of, you know, but then he melded the the two two of the characters into the the editor character. Right. Now, do you, now I know I already talked, I asked you this, now, do you, um, do you think what he did was wise or economical or... uh, or, you know, the economy of the script and pushing or, I think or would a, you have I think preferred a, to have seen your vision I think he's a it's a fine script and he yeah he probably I mean I think his big objection was mine was maybe a little too much of a nod to the the 50s oh sure, you know, sure. Well, but men have meddled with things yeah, but that's they should the, not you know right that's the uh, idea and, though and man I, it's I the think, fly uh, but I think <laughs> you know I, I, I Again, I think in a way it was, it's very faithful to my vision. Is is and I think we both had the same idea that, which is it's it's a it's a science fiction horror film that transcends its genre and becomes oh, about something else. Absolutely. I mean, my favorite review of the summer of '86 was there was a guy in, in the L.A. Reader, it was one of the alternative papers out there, came out and said the best two love stories <laughs> of, of the summer were The Fly and Psycho 3. Oh, wonderful. And he never made the connection that, oh, really? that I was the common denominator that between ama- both films. Now, that's that's yeah. really funny that he called Psycho 3 a love story. I really yeah. like that. because well, I, It is. It is. I mean, it, 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 absolutely. It, it, I mean, you know, and the thing that's tragic <laughs> with Norman is Norman is trying to be so good all I the time. I know, right? And, and, uh, and he just can't but, help and, they, and they are. They're very, they're very sort of both, uh, yeah. you know, the emotional stakes. Uh, and, and again, that's the thing with, I think, with all horror, with all... Uh, Action, anything is that if you you're not invested in the characters, you can have all the mayhem well, right. and 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 because you don't have any emotions. Yeah. Well, there. someone and I see the fly, I see Psycho Three, and I see I see the uh, very much the same thing where it's it's like you were saying you, you focus on <clears throat> they're not character pieces either. That's where you're smart, I think, uh, where you don't solely focus on character. 
development, but it, you've also got you're moving your plot head. You know. Well, yeah, I think it's I really mean, important. You know, to, I, 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 but that's always been my thing. Is I, I think I've always had very fairly strong plots, but the characters are not there just to serve the plot. Well, they actually right. have a life. Well, that's why we love them too. Yeah. That's why we love the plot. Yeah. That's why and, we and love. And again, it's it's you know. See somebody, you know, mow down a hundred guys with a machine gun. Right. What does it mean? It's a bunch of faces. Yeah, unless people. it's on CNN, I don't really care. Unless well, I care about the character, you know. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 you know. It's just the way I grew. It's the kind of movies I grew up. Well, there you go. Stuff. I like that you're uh, not just a fan of horror and thriller because I think it's important. To actually, the, the horror, thriller, fly kind of stuff, uh, science fiction, are not my genres. They're not. They're really not. Which my is really genres. funny because that's what you're here for, yeah. Well, but I think that's why I was kind of successful at it is because I approached them from a different. It wasn't about how much mayhem. I'm yeah, right. It's not about what the is killing. This story, who the... is this story about? And why? You know, I mean, both these, uh, both the fly and Psycho Three are. Are Jekyll Hyde uh, sure. movies, they're, they're, and, which I really find fascinating. Is the antagonist is also your protagonist. Exactly, that's the best. And and, and he's and, and it's about man confronting his own demons and his own humanity. And the fly literally confronting Absolutely. his own humanity. Yeah, but, uh, I mean that thing. Uh, wow, that uh, thing just and well and what you did, and you got you lucked out getting Cronenberg. I, I personally think because oh, yeah. Yeah, there's gore and stuff, but he still has a heart to it. It's like we were talking about Videodrome and like mm-hmm. uh, they came from within or the Shivers yeah. or whatever it, uh, the other title is. And the Brood certainly. Oh goodness. Well, what yeah, I like, he has oh. a brain. I mean, he's a real intellectual. Oh yeah, he's a very uh, smart aspect dude. to his yeah. stuff. And uh, so it's not just again mindless. Right. You, you, there's more. I mean, I don't know how it's many people made certainly, the whole. The, the whole AIDS uh, reference to the fly. You know, Absolutely. Well, that, I know and, I did because yeah. going up through grade school in the 80s, uh-huh. uh, sex is dangerous, you know. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Yeah. And we were all... And, of course, in 80... When I saw that, it was still grids, I think. It was gay-related immune deficiency yeah. syndrome. Yeah. It was before it. it was, Everybody it said you can't get it from a toilet seat. Still pretty early, but, yeah. Now, Cronenberg was early on that. They came from within, I think, in 1979 as well. And so it was nice to see... Uh, a deterioration, especially because he goes out now. In your original script, was he wasn't promiscuous, was he? He was just he was, he was married, or did he become? He was, he was married. I, I I had I had my couple married because I just felt that if this happens to somebody, a girlfriend who's just she's going to leave the dude is not going to stick with him. You know, I mean, that, that to me was always just a bit of a stretch. <laughs> a little yeah, bit, uh, yeah. Uh, so, but after I mean, that, if, if you had a relationship, yeah. you know, it's like some, you know, your your husband or your wife right. dying of cancer or, oh, AIDS or whatever, and so you do stick. You stick. You know, but oh, yeah. the, I just want to thank you real quick uh, for the for the podcast because. Where's this going? What is it? What are you no, doing? No, it's just, just, just keeping it for your own reference. Well, uh, yeah. No, we have a band. It's the, and I, I'll show you a little bit of it later. Uh, but really, I just wanted to talk to you and have an excuse to uh, to, to, to sit around. I'm but, not going to see this all up, plastered all over the internet. God, no. That's what I was saying. Like, if you want, just to, in the event that I get hit by a bus and I become famous with my artwork or whatever... Which can happen. I can hit, get hit by a bus, but tomorrow, I, you know, and uh, somebody will sell it, and then they'll go find this video, and then uh, everybody will have a renaissance again. I've had this. I've had the, Yeah, the, the, you know, I, my thing is, I'll talk about them anytime because it makes more people go out and buy the DVD. Oh, exactly. Thank you for speaking with me. You're welcome. I really do appreciate it. You're a damn fine screenwriter and a damn fine man, and I just like well, to shake you, your sir. hand. This is Terry Brown, Kamikaze Snowman. Mr. Pogue here, screenwriter of The Fly, Cycle Three, many, many other films. Great man. Uh, say hi to the, all these fans out there. Hi, this is Charles Edward Pogue saying hi right. and bye. Yeah, all in one fell swoop. Kamikaze Snowman. Who here likes the Evil Dead? Yeah! yeah. Oh, you don't really? That's crazy talking. Boomstick. <laughs> totally. Boomstick indeed. <laughs>
This song sort of resembles that movie somehow. forces of the Apatheticon, using only an assortment of guns, magic, and giant robots. Snowmen! Terry, Paul, and Josh are the Kamikaze Snowmen! Hello, Valley Con! Welcome! Hello! Make some noise! Welcome. Yay! Come closer! Yay! And we are performing... A live podcast, our Kamikaze Snowcast. We have an exciting show for you this evening. We have three very special guests, and we're going to bring them up one at a time, talk with them a little bit, and uh, make sure we get off the stage in time for Warriors and Wenches. We all know that's why you're here. Because I don't want to get, I don't want to get fought by either a warrior or a wench. Both are equally dangerous, Josh. That's true. Warriors have some kind of axe, perhaps. Wenches with large pewter mugs. I'm all right with that. I like the mugs. That's true, he does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to get right into it. Let's, uh, let's uh, give a big round of applause for our very first guest, Mr. Rich Early, uh, owner of Paradox Cards and Comics here in Fargo, North Dakota. G applaud. <laughs> Screech. Thank you. That's wonderful. That's not my fault. It's, it's all fault, good. That's exactly how we rehearsed it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So we're, we're just fine. Go ahead and uh, Hours and hours of rehearsal. As I understand, Rich, you're trained in break falls, right? So even if you did fall down, <laughs> you'd be able to brace yourself? I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't worry, neither do we. <laughs> there we go. Hi. There we go. Much better. All right. 
So, Rich, uh, as I said, you're the owner of Paradox Cards and Comics uh, here in, uh, over in Fargo. And uh, you just recently, and by recently I mean several months ago, opened, uh, <laughs> I know that's recently for me, okay? Yeah, uh, we move very slow. Opened up the, uh, uh, an addition onto the building, which is a, uh, a fantastic room for, uh, uh, what, what do you call the, the room? I'm blanking on it now. Oh, well, the Paradox Event Center, event Josh. Event Center, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember Event Center, that's, uh, that's been that We're great off to a good a start. It's yep, been really we're, good. we're doing really well. So, uh, <laughs> unlike most of my podcasts, also there are actually people listening. So that's sort of scary. <laughs> so. Don't worry, this is a first for us as well. Yeah, this is you know, wait a while. We've, we've all done this before. Uh, we do a, a paradox uh, podcast called the Doxcast, mm-hmm. uh, that the Kamikaze Snowman did the theme song for. It's true. Uh, yes. As well as a few other extras. Like I figured out, all I have to do is say something like, "Hey, I really wish I had a theme song for X," and then I get it in my inbox. Yeah, so, we're like, still waiting for his. Check to so, clear, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and royalties. So they showed up and did a really fun podcast that you could listen to on iTunes and yep. stuff. We've actually got the podcast on, on the Kamikaze Snowcast as well. Uh, so you can listen to it both ways. Um, and ours has uh, a few extra minutes of... Uh, if you're so inclined. Gee, Josh, you if that's do, the way you want to listen to things, is both need, ways. What you need to do is get two different devices <laughs> and get one in one channel, and one in one ear, and one in the other, so you can listen to it in stereo. It's and you really may hear satanic messages telling you to do things. Also, turn on you might. Wizard of Oz and start it after the second lion roar. It's incredible. You wouldn't believe how it, how it matches up. So... Rich, for those of uh, uh, the, the people in the audience here who might not be familiar, what kinds of things do you have at, at the Paradox? What, what do you specialize in? Can, can we condense it down into Man, uh, I'm, I'm less shilling. Than a half hour? Is that what I'm doing? No, we're uh, not, not at all. That's what this is all about. Not at all. We're excellent. Uh, no. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, the uh, biggest change of the place, if you haven't been around for a while, I mean, you know, I've been a bit, next year's going to be my 20th year in business. So, and believe That's it or not. That's impressive. Let's yeah, well, thanks. Yeah! It's not my fault. It's all the people who shop there, I swear. So You've been yeah. trying um, to put it out of business for many years now, but they just keep supporting you. I had a partner no when I opened who tried to do that, let me tell you. So, Can we uh, get into that? Or no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> uh, after hours. After Warriors and Wenches. <laughs> no. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, what kinds of things you have oh, at Paradox? Yeah. What, uh... We have game stuff and comic stuff. Excellent. <laughs> so, like, uh, that pretty comic much covers books it. And, and magic cards and okay, look, board so games and all about, sorts of great So, like, things, what yeah. I was going to say is, like, so we've yeah. been doing this for 20 years. So, right. when I started off, I was just I was a comic book guy and a non-sports card guy, if those of you who still remember non-sports cards. And then, uh, like, I jumped into Magic the Gathering right away. So, you know, in Fargo, you got this long history of comic shops and hobby shops. Um, you had Comic Junction, you got us, and then you had, in the 90s, you had Om- and you've got Hobby Hut currently in all these shops. And when we started off, we became known as the card shop. And, uh, you know, Omni was the game shop. Um, and that's still, uh, even though they went out of business, people still think, oh, Paradox is, you know, they're cool, but that's that card shop. And I don't care, you know. Um, and so. I the, care. Well, you care. Yeah. So, He's but, the one. 
<laughs> but, you know, so the big thing that I want to do, especially uh, with the popularity of board games now, is, you know, we opened this new 2,000 square foot, just pure gaming space. Uh, nothing in there but game tables, and uh, there's big screen TVs, there's a wireless microphone system where you can listen to podcasts. That's um, a good idea. Yeah. And uh, so our big goal is to become very community oriented in, uh, in the gaming area. So we're going to start doing a lot of monthly gaming events, much like your Valley Cons and your and uh, your Core Cons, can I say that here? I think uh, so. Yeah, Tony's they'll, Tony's they'll gone, beat you right? up after so you get I off the stage, it. but that's yeah. cool. Judges, I yeah. think I think we'll allow it. <laughs> so if you're into gaming and community, uh, that's what I care about, and that's what I want to do a lot more of. So there you go. Excellent. Well, as an avid board gamer myself, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Uh, but now going into comics real quick, yeah. let's talk about. Uh, uh, your Avengers love of Marvel. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about well, your favorite you love comic book. <laughs> I think you do. Uh, we you hear love that you're it. a huge fan <laughs> Can't get of enough. that uh, crossover. We, we did a two-hour podcast last week where we pretty much ripped Avengers vs. X-Men and Marvel Now for two hours. I still haven't even put it on the web because I feel so bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. I don't get it. You got Avengers and it's they're fighting so X-Men. It's so good, though. Have, have you read this stuff? No. No. Oh, well, no. Then so go down to Paradox terrible. and buy the Avengers vs. X-Men comics, they're on the shelves now. Yeah. That's basically what we're saying. Sounds right? like a surefire hit to me. This. Yeah, this will be this will this is a great sentence. You should absolutely buy this stuff. It sucks. So there you go. <laughs> so if there's one thing we can trust you for is your honest opinion. Yeah. You're, you're not gonna salesmanship. That's just yeah. do you do you all remember like uh, um, any cartoon you've ever seen or any comic you ever read where let's say Spider-Man runs into uh, I don't know, Daredevil, right? Yeah, so the like, first four pages of the comic, what do they do? They fight, they fight each other, right? right? Marvel. And then what happens on page five? Like, they make up. Do they make up? The kingpin shows up. Oh, and then they're all like, right. "Oh crap, we got to fight him instead." You know, and this is like every comic ever. So all Avengers versus X Men is is like a major version of Spider Man fighting Daredevil, then fighting the kingpin that we all saw when we were five. Uh, and I just, you know, it did not work for me. So uh, there are other comics though that you can buy that are much better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. They don't. That's not the only comic you have there. No. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's well, it. Actually, <laughs> we just. Got rid of you guys specialize in comics that you <laughs> yeah. don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hated and it. that oh, one, boy. we yeah. just got rid of all the other comics. That's and uh, yeah. well, that's one so. thing that's great about Paradox is the all the the folks who work there are very knowledgeable about uh, the products. And, You're killing uh, me. Yeah. Why are we I'm doing a commercial? Why are we doing this? What am I paying? Stop it! This is Look, a trick. I'm paying stuff. for this. Come on right? down. Yeah. Yeah. Free yeah. stuff is what so it basically comes down to. He's not to. even paying no. for this. Hold it's on. Uh, yeah, okay. You can oh, wait, he's grabbing room. his wallet. Yep. He's going to pay. So so here's some cash. We're sure he's getting money. Uh, and and that, is the, uh, thank you. that is the amount we agreed upon. I like how Rich kept his hand out waiting for the money back. He's like, I'm going to pay you. Don't trust you. And well, you shouldn't. Rich Early, it's great to have you on the program here. We're going to... This was a terrible podcast. It's awful. What? That's our goal. Blame Josh. That means he'll stock it in his store, though. So I think yeah. that's uh, oh. what we want to hear. Oh. Uh, you know, I'll say one thing about comics. Okay, please the, do. The cool thing right now is you have all this big stuff from Marvel and DC, but we're going through a resurgence of effectively your, you know, your independent comics. And the main reason is because they're motivated by the fact that you've got all the uh, movie and TV guys who are trying to develop properties. And the big one, of course, is The Walking Dead. And so what all these creators have realized is rather than working for Marvel and DC now, what they can do is try to make a bajillion dollars by getting their independent idea, you know, 
optioned into a movie or a TV show. Uh, so you have a lot of great books being made from Image Comics and Dark Horse Comics and IDW and all these other places where, you know, uh, I mean, they've been around, but it's it's the attention we're getting now and the quality we're getting. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, it's a really fun time to read comics, actually. So Yeah, and I hear, like, uh, Walking Dead, the issue one, is worth a ton of money now because, of course, when it came out, nobody knew that it was going to be such a big thing. So, yep. you know, who knows? Go down and buy an issue number one, and it might be a huge thing in the future, we, and you can well, retire on it. Buy as many yeah. as you can at Paradox. <laughs> yeah, Paradox Cards and Comics. We, we talk about that a lot. We talk about the speculation idea where, because, you know, I have all these comics go through my hands. Like, Walking Dead number one, we got exactly four copies in of that comic, right? And it had a print run of 7,000 copies, and it's worth over 1,000 bucks today. Wow. And so, you know, I could have ordered, I could order a thousand of them and and just retired tomorrow or something but uh it's hard to tell uh it's impossible you to could tell. have had a, a bunch of uh just useless pieces of paper hanging you could have fire starter avengers versus x-men yeah Ooh. <laughs> wait Ouch. you're the big marvel fan how have you not read this thing I'm uh so that's that i don't guy. i don't do the reading yeah terry's illiterate you have a you come on my podcast thanks, and thanks you have for bringing that up that's and, then, really painful. and then they're not based on anything well he doesn't. He just doesn't <laughs> like to express them when people are in the room. That's what he does. He's a, a, a one or two person in the in the room opinion sure, man. Sure. I don't want to get all into right. all that again. I, I kind of want to see. See, isn't there a segment on your podcast, Rich? Where what is it called? Rich's Rich, rants. Rich's rants. Rich's yeah. So that's what. Yeah. Can we get into that? I mean, uh, how do we pump the badger? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. ABX would do it. What do I hate right really now? Calm. I don't know. <laughs> I told everybody today I'm going to be mellow from now on. So. Aww. Yeah. So. Jeez. Uh, I hate the. Can I rant about the Kamikaze Snowman? Yes, do. <laughs> do. <laughs> well overdue. Uh, Rich Early, thank you so yeah. much again for coming on. Uh, Rich Early, everybody. Shaking hands is a comments. good thing on an audio podcast. Yes. The visual <laughs> stuff is very good. Yes. Paul will, will help you off the stage. Mike will help you off the stage. We've got a step. This is very good stuff for the podcast, by the way. Yes. Everybody, it's awesome. enjoyable. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to now invite our next guest to the stage, uh, Mr. Stephen Miller. Please give him a big round of applause. Hi. Hi, Stephen. Welcome. Good to have you here. Now, you are ValleyCon's uh, steampunk guest. Yes, that's of correct. Of honor. I'm going to put of honor on there. I don't know if that's oh, official, you. but I'm going to. I, it is now. According to my badge, it is. It is. It's on the yes. badge. I knew I read it somewhere. It's a badge of honor. It is. Hey, oh. Is this thing on? He'll be here all the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, he doesn't know where he lives, so he's nope. just going <laughs> to <I> just <laughs> hang out here. I'm just going to be stuck here. We'll yeah. get the microphone a little <laughs> oh, bit closer to you there. Make sure you get it uh, out there so people can hear you. Uh, so uh, you have developed uh, a, uh, a role-playing game, uh, uh, what would we say, a universe or a uh, campaign setting? A campaign setting, yes. Uh, in, the, uh, in a steampunk sort of Victorian era. Yes. Is that correct? Uh, give us a little bit of information about that. It's called Gaslight, right? Yes, it's Gaslight Victorian Fantasy, and uh, in a nutshell, what it is is what if all of the characters of Victorian fiction were real? So what if um, Lord Darcy and uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Holmes and Watson were all real people and you could interact with them, and what would the world be like if all those people were really around? Dr. Moreau's Beastmen really existed. And you had to deal with them on, you know, day-to-day -day basis. 
Awesome. And so, uh, obviously, uh, you're, you're a big fan of steampunk. You've got oh, yeah. an excellent uh, outfit here. I have an outfit for radio, yes. Yes, it's, uh, you wish you could see it. It's uh, sparkling and... and uh, it glitters, yes. Like platinum and gold and, right? I'm trying to Lots build it brass. up for the audience. Lots of brass. Lots of brass. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound more impressive than <laughs> on for the, the podcast listeners, but it's not working very well. Um, <laughs> So you uh, you have a lot of experience in game design and playtesting games, and that's what led you to uh, creating your own. Is that, that correct? I had a lot of experience with uh, playtesting games and um, just playing games in general and finding out that, hey, I really like to change things. I like to, um, you know, I, this idea is great, but I think if we added this, it would make it even cooler. And I got involved in that a lot, and then... Uh, talked with some game designers and you know, folks who work with game companies and they said hey we need play testers and then hey we need people who can edit and know the English language and um, <laughs> very useful skills to have still working me. on that myself yeah. Yeah, important. It's, it's tricky but you can do it and then of course then, uh, and then I had a, a one uh, one game company said hey we really we know that you like to do a lot of this stuff in the Victorian era how would you like to work on this game and I said sign me up awesome so we're uh, so avid uh, gamers ourselves. Mm -hmm. We like to play role-playing games and such. Uh, have you ever played with uh, a, a game master or a dungeon master who was was really bad? Like, <laughs> have you had an experience like that? Can can you think of a really bad gaming experience that you've, you've had in your past? Re really bad gaming experiences. Um, well, I've been doing this for 33 years now, mm -hmm. so I have a number of bad <laughs> gaming experiences. Um, I think some of the worst ones are, uh, there was a game master I had who had a character of his own that he really liked, mm -hmm. but because he ran the game, he couldn't play this character, oh, no. so he used it as a non-player character in the game, mm -hmm. and this character could do no wrong, and we encountered him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're trying to avoid him every time. Yeah, we yeah. were like, all right, he's going to the west. Let's go to the east. Oh, wait a minute. How did he get there? He can teleport because he's awesome. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anybody else out there play role-playing games? Uh, any yeah. kind of Dungeons Dragons or GURPS type things? Yeah. Yes. We have some hands raised, some clapping. Thank you. Have you had similar experiences out there by, by round of applause? Any Anybody? Yes. We've all been there. We've it's all been there. <laughs> For those of you listening, 400 people really just applauded. It. Yes. <laughs> It's an impressive, impressive number. So what's next for Gaslight? Now, you have uh, a couple of, of modules in the works and a couple of other source books and things. Um, I'm doing a number of um, calendar books right now. It's a combination of calendar and adventure guide for particular years during the Victorian era. And we're working on a second edition of Gaslight, adding some new technology, some new some new characters, and then there's also a book which is tentatively titled The Fey War, which is bringing gaslight to the First World War and bringing the world of fairy into it. So Excellent. Victorians were really big on fairies. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you be, right? Well, Oscar Wilde, why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think a few people got that one. That's oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, all well, three of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's excellent. And then uh, you also are working on a board game. Uh, yes. Is that correct? Can you tell us anything about that as it's in the works? Um, right now I'm on the preliminary planning stages, which means I have a table with all sorts of pieces of paper scattered around it, which are an assemblance of what the board's going to look like. 
and it's going to be uh, um, I'm trying to find one innovative thing to do with the game and I I really can't talk about some of it because I'm trying to get there's of a course. license I'm working so, on so um, so we but can't I, steal it is what you're saying yeah pretty Damn. much but uh, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be one that you can uh, learn in a you know five ten minutes and hopefully play over and over again and buy lots of copies. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, where can uh, people find you and find uh, Gaslight and, and the other things that are, are coming all, out? All of the products that uh, are available for Gaslight are available through um, a lovely website called rpgnow.com. Uh, they sell the electronic and print versions. And um, people at the convention, if you're in, out in the audience, you can come and visit me at the convention here. And, um, but uh, we're down in uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area is where I'm headquartered, so uh, I do a lot of playtesting down there, and I'm in a lot of the game shops down there, so you know, come look for me there, and I'll probably recruit you to play something. Well, if you're looking for playtesters, we'll, we'll definitely uh, yeah. step nice. in and, and see what we can do. But Stephen Miller, thank you so much nope. for being thank on you. the show thank here. You. Everybody, uh, Stephen Miller, Steampunk Guest of Honor here at ValleyCon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, uh, next, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just wanted to take a quick moment to, uh, to talk to uh, a man. He just won a contest here uh, at ValleyCon, a costume contest. Uh, we're very, very proud of him. Uh, Man-Thing is here tonight. Man-Thing. That's okay. I'm not going any farther. But thank you. Thank you for your concern. I almost pulled the, uh, the board off the thing for the podcast listeners. Man-Thing, if you could come over towards the stage, you don't necessarily have to come up on... This is going to work so well on the radio. Can your mic reach him a little bit better there, Paul? Yikes. Go over and talk to Man-Thing. Now, we know you have a lot going on in your, your busy life right now. You're, you're obviously fighting crime. Um, you're uh, living in swamps and, and other things. Uh, now that you've won the ValleyCon costume contest, what's next for you? What are you where are you going? What are you doing? Well, you know, uh, I was a little ticked off when the uh, whole Adventures versus X-Men thing happened. Yes. And I wasn't invited. I mean, I could have been an X-Man, but, you know, they just didn't really uh, think I was pretty enough, I guess. Well, it's X-Men, not X-Men things, so <laughs> I can yeah. see. It's a technicality. Yeah. They got you on a technicality, basically. But, like, I've been like team-ups with Spider-Man. I mean... I think you could replace the Hulk, personally. You're both green. Can you, uh, can you jump? Much. No. <laughs> what, what exactly, what superpowers do you have, actually? Uh, I can touch people, and then mm. if they're scared of me, they burn. That sounds slightly perverted, but yeah. touching people. <laughs> All right. We, we've got this on tape, so just watch it with those giant claws. Well, Man-Thing, uh, great to uh, see you out here. Congratulations on your win. Uh, do, you, uh, do you have any plans? Are you going on a vacation anytime soon? Or do you, you have more conventions to go to? What, well, uh, I was talking to my buddy Swamp Thing the other day, and we were thinking we might just head down to Florida for a little bit and hang out on the beach. That sounds like a good plan. The beach? Won't you dry up out there? Is it a little hot for somebody like you? Or don't you need a, a, a wetter environment, I guess? <laughs> just I never thought of that, I guess. Um, actually, come to think of it, uh, Swamp Thing kind of told me I should go. Oh, so he's trying to get rid of you. That's nice friend. Nice friend. Swamp More thing. swamp no for him. No honor amongst things. Everybody, let's give a big round of applause for Man-Thing, winner of the 2012 ValleyCon costume competition. <laughs>
And now, ladies and gentlemen, we do have one more special guest coming up here this evening. Um, and I believe he brought his posse with him, so we'll see how that goes. His uh, entourage, Actually, if you want to get intimidating. French. Uh, he uh, is the, uh, the filmmaker guest of honor here. I'm, I just love these titles because I kind of feel like I'm making them up and then I find out I'm not. Uh, Christopher Mim, let's welcome him to the stage, everybody. seat and uh, enjoy your microphone. This is an impressive crowd, my god. You know, it's 400, so 400 strong here. It's, yeah. uh, well, it was just 400 that just do the that do role playing. The other people who didn't, I mean, there's got to be at least 4,000 oh, yeah. strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a big exhibition hall. And I'm Absolutely. excited to be up here with you guys. I'm not going to take over your podcast or anything, but I got to say, as I'm looking yeah. at you guys, each of you, uh, you know, it's it's an audio medium, so you can't really see you guys, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I was going to set the stage just for the listeners real quick. To my left, we got this guy over here. Kind of looks like a poor man's Harlan Williams. Yes. Um, Ow. Canadian comedian. Come on, no, he's okay, famous-ish. Yeah, yeah. He was famous once. He was in that one movie I'm once. Uh, yeah, so it was the great. guy on my right has sort of got this sort of like early 90s Metallica thing going on here. You know when they cut their hair? And they were trying to go it. a little more clean cut, but then they grew it back again. And then Taylor Hicks. <laughs> he does have a harmonica, by the way, as see, well. See, I'm telling you. So that's the stage. I'm not and even acknowledge that. Strikingly handsome, but you can't see that. So, <laughs> so uh, Mr. Mim. Should I have more of a Taylor Hicks thing going on there? Anyway, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go no, that's okay. Please continue mumbling about Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Taylor Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> my personal vendetta. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Taylor Hicks. <laughs> you make movies. I do. Uh, and uh, go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit about what your movies are like. What what kinds of well, films I, you make? Over the years, I have boiled it down to a very easy way to describe what I do, and that is, I make new, old, good, bad movies. That's very no better way to describe it. Very confusing for Paul. Yes. I yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, you know. The 90s were hard on Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it's true with the Napster and all. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the big Napster thing. Ugh, I had been so, you know, stress. Need my monies! <laughs> <laughs> so, Mars. by good, bad movies, some, some people have described them as, uh, uh, like, B-movies. Yes, yes. Uh, B-movies. Uh, black and white, cheesy, 1950s-style B-movies, basically. Yeah, horror, sci-fi, Horror, sci-fi, yes. um, And uh, your most recent one is House of Ghosts. Yes. Uh, which we can only imagine in involves ghosts in a house. Uh, it's pretty descriptive, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the title's a lot of my not titles are kind of like that. I mean, you, you pretty much know what you're getting. I'm making one now called The Giant Spider. I think you know what that's about. <laughs> well, yes, House of Ghosts. It's a house. There's some ghosts. End of story, pretty much. Well, that's, that's good, because, you know. But the film is long, like, though. I mean, it, it takes, it, the running time is, is not just, no, it's, it's a, not the opening title crawl or anything. No, no, it's, it's not just that. I okay. mean, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're feature films, ah. feature-length films. Anywhere from 75 minutes to sometimes 100, 120. So. Now, where did you find uh, a love of these classic kind of uh, B-movie? Uh, I was basically raised on them. My dad was an old-school sci-fi fan. Uh, you know, he used to go to, he used to go to the, his local little small town theater and skip his farm chores and go see movies instead, and then get scared out of his mind because you're only you know, like six, because you could go see those movies when you're six in the '50s and no one cared. Of course. Uh, and he would, uh, you know, get in trouble for it because he have nightmares for weeks. Uh, and he always, you know, th his mom figured out where he was. Uh, and so growing up, he used to rent them, and we'd sit there and watch them. And 
I just realized that uh, as a filmmaker who wanted to make sci-fi movies with no money, it gave me a lot of freedom by making these that I could do pretty much anything I wanted. And if it looked bad, that's part of the charm. <laughs> I meant to do Totally that. intentional. Exactly. It, totally intentional. And now you, uh, over the years, have built up a, a good cast of people and, and a good crew of people who uh, tend yep. to come along with you and, and uh, my My, my aforementioned entourage. Yes. Yeah, over there. There they are. Give them a round of applause, Hello. ladies and gentlemen. They are troopers. Uh, speaking as... Uh, the fluffers, as we call them. Yeah. Uh, whoa! <laughs> whoa! Minute, what, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's after so 11. So what is the it's being late tonight for now? <laughs> this that, crowd... Uh, Huh. Well, there's a lot of people here. Boudoir movies, yeah. if you know what I mean. That is late night. Uh-huh. It is late night, actually, <laughs> it so late it's night, okay. So. I think it's we're all works. right. Fluffers. I have a question. So uh, they, they are uh, predominantly, or they're all black and white. And, they're all uh, black and white, and yes. Sort of 50s Americana. Have you ever uh, uh, considered going into, like, uh, say, like the mid-60s, like some Mario Bava, you know, the really lurid uh, uh, color I schemes? I figure like that? eventually that will have to happen because eventually I'll have to get to my Ed Wood 70s porn phase. Oh, really? When my, you know, it become like, like the shut-in. Is that where the fluffers come in? Yeah. Is that where they, right. okay. I'm getting there. I see. I They're, I being groomed. There. They're being groomed They're being for the Ed Wood porn. Hey, oh, it's coming, guys. Building my cult Prepare eventually, yourselves. you know. Once I become the shut-in who has, you know, <laughs> Long t- tissue boxes sure, for shoes, sure. you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know. <laughs> Once it gets to that point, you know, you know I'm working toward it Go easy it on the Ed Wood yeah. thing, though, you know? I'm, I'm excited to see your Glenn or Glenda. Yeah, seriously. I'm working no, on it, really. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> not Orgy <laughs> of the <laughs> Dead, right? That's, that's yeah, right out. Yeah, well, okay. for now. Well. Until I get desperate. Sure. So. Which, let's well, I'm it. getting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm on your show. Oh, hilarious. Sing for me. Some Metallica. Do it. Mr. Puppets. That's all I got. You just got that little growl. We have some dissension in the ranks here. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Fluffing. Watch out for the chords. They're okay. audio bombing. Audio bombing. Audio bombing. Um, we should sing the song about Mitch Gonzalez. Do. Please do. A, there's what? apparently a song about Mitch, Mitch Gonzalez. I have no idea what's going on right now. Mitch. My fluffer. Mitch. I, uh, Mitch. Mitch. I feel like I'm getting a massage almost. Hey, Other, side. Sing- Other side. <laughs> Other side. Other side. Come on, fluffer. Other side. There we go. I got something yeah. else. Yeah. This is one of those things Mitch. that doesn't really work so Mitch. well on an audio Mitch. medium. Mitch, sing. <laughs> Do this song with two so, people. Go ahead, keep talking. I'll just keep going through it. It's good. <laughs> I was about to say okay, this fine. is that, audio that is the song. strangest Metallica this song is, I've ever this heard. This has become really weird. I think that was a Taylor Hicks song. <laughs> Give it up for the fluffers, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody. Chris will from fluff him and the you. Fluffers, their first album will be yeah, available album on Virgin Records. Where I don't actually sing. You all are going pro me, with that, or about to say that's I yeah. It's called leaving you out to dry. That's what that's called. The showbiz the That's what you get for your hard work in this business. Yeah, see? You didn't help the fluffer thing. You actually came up here and kind of physically fluffed yeah, they my fluff. shoulders yeah. there. So I'm just saying you're not helping. You're, you know, the, you're trying to stay away from that name. For the record, the man helping. fluffer raised his hand when he talked about that. That's <laughs> All righty. The man fluffer? The man. Also, <laughs> the I'm on the third. I'm like the third guest, right? The first guest is left already. So, you know, part of me was thinking, why didn't I get to be the first guest? Come on. Well... Obviously, we had to torture you, so. No. Yeah. And I need to go pick up that comic, it sounds like. I'm going to go get that, the Avengers one, yeah. <laughs> he won't sell it to you. No, no, he hates it. It's his favorite thing to do. He, he hates, though. <laughs> I was going to go down there. 
Uh, so if you had to pick out a, uh, a favorite of your uh, of yours of the old B movies, do you do you have a favorite or oh, the is it old one B of those, movies? Yeah, yeah, like one that you grew up with. That uh, you absolutely I love. really like This Island Earth is one Excellent of my favorites. Movie. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just because it's it's just it's super duper cheesy and it's like you know it's it's more hardcore sci-fi uh, sort of that pre-Star Trek sci-fi. Now, stuff how did you feel stuff, about so. the uh, the MST uh, feature then? Uh, uh, you know, actually, a lot of people is, are torn about. This that. is how much of a nerd I am about it. I was just mad that they cut a bunch out. Well, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's much, it. much shorter. You can yeah. make fun of it, but leave that in there. Right. You know, <laughs> just, they left, they cut stuff out, and I was more pissed about that than the fact that they're making fun of it. Because, okay. you know, it's hard to take some of those movies seriously. Sure. Even my favorites. I mean, they're so cheesy. Oh, yeah. uh, and especially by, you know, growing up in the age we do and seeing the things we can they can do now when you see that old stuff then, it's hard not to laugh at it. Even my own stuff, people, you know, people come up to me and they say stuff like, oh, God, that movie is so horrible. I love it. And it's like, wow, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is that a compliment? I guess it is. Uh, but... You know, you gotta take them where you I'll can. I'll take where I can get them. Yeah. They said they loved it, so <laughs> buy more. Good enough. You'd fit in well with this band. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. So uh, you've got uh, Giant Spider coming up next. Yes. Word on the street is uh, there is a western after that. Yeah, we're talking about making a basically you mix a western with the fly. Are you, you're going old school, not old the Cronenberg? Uh, no, not, not the Cronenberg. Cronenberg. No, not Brundle I'm sure Fly, Jeff Goldblum no. is available. If he you might need be. Him. Yeah, just, just <laughs> I know who Gina Davis is. So, oh, all right. Know. Make a no. call. Make a call. No, uh, yeah, that's the idea for after that is to do. Um, so, you know, these steampunk guys, maybe I can talk to them about some costuming, perhaps. Well, there you go. Yeah. May I suggest after that that you do a movie where there are kamikaze snowmen okay. as the monsters? I'm listening. That's, that's, that's the oh, whole, that's the whole give thing. Me the, give me the elevator speech. I think the that's thing it writes itself, okay. personally. All right. uh, we'll we'll have our people... Uh, starring we'll, we'll, Harlan we'll Williams. Talk to your, we'll talk to you <laughs> Taylor Hicks. about it. <laughs> right, Taylor well, Hicks Taylor will Hicks be the lead. The soundtrack. <laughs> that's right. I hear he's available, Back too. Back by Metallica. <laughs> Comic-Con Snowman, Snowman Beach Party. party. That would that's last good. about Can we add blanket bingo on It's only a five-minute short. All right. Yeah. It's really hot out, and It could be an anthology of just, you know, different Kamikaze Snowman things. I think it. so. You do it. Personally, I think it's that like those the creep would be show. the best bad good movies. I'm, I'm all for it. That are have old, my people new. call your people, and your people call my fluffers. <laughs> we, we will, will definitely, definitely do that. that. We're <laughs> definitely going to call your fluffers. We'll be calling those fluffers. Forever. It's on the internet. It's forever. <laughs> and their names guys, and numbers are. You can try I'm to delete be, all you want. I'm going to be looking in the giant spider in the credits for the fluffers now. I'm definitely going to be looking for that. Christopher Mim, it's been a wonderful uh, experience having you on the program <laughs> Thank here. You, I've Thank done. you so much Thanks. for coming on. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Christopher Mim. Uh, oh, quickly before you go, I'm sorry. Where can people find you and your movies? Uh, go to my website, SaintEuphoria.com. That's S-A-I-N-T, Euphoria.com. Slash enchiladas. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, we did forget to mention, of course, that ParadoxCNC.com is where you can find the Paradox online. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for uh, who stuck around here to come and, and check out our podcast here. We hope that you uh, download it. You can get it on our website, uh, www.kamikazesnowmen.com. We're also on iTunes. Um, uh, yes, please, Paul. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll finish it out by playing a song for you this evening. Um, we hope that uh, if you guys are sticking around tonight... That you'll come see us. We'll be in the Stargate uh, con suite uh, a little bit later on here to uh, to perform and have a, a good rocking time in there. And uh, of course, stop by our booth tomorrow. Uh, we'll be there for a while as well. 
Um, Terry does drawings. He'll draw whatever you ask him to. So think of something horrible. True. <laughs> That's also I'd true. I'd like to not perpetuate that. That's <laughs> impossible. And, uh, of course, we have T-shirts and CDs and all that good stuff. We'd love to sell some to you. All right. So here's a song. <laughs> good one, Josh. Thanks. Oh, crash and burn. <laughs> here's a little song. Uh, it's called Meet Me at the Hardware Store. The other day, met a girl, and I said, hey, hey, should we go out? My name is Kurt. She said, what the heck, I guess it couldn't hurt. We went out that Friday night. I said, baby, this feels baby, so right. this feels so right. She said, yes, and you're so kind, too. But where can I find you? I said, meet me at the hardware store. We'll be together for forevermore. I love you and you love me. They sell hammers for 350. So I got ready for our second date. I didn't want to be late. So I left for the store around nine. Gotta tell you, I was feeling mighty fine. Cause I was going to the hardware store. Where I would see my baby once more She loved me and I loved her They sold nails for two bucks per pound When I got there, the clerks gave me smiles I started to pace up and down the aisles. Three hours later, one of them said, dude, dude, she ain't coming. You're screwed. And she didn't meet me at the hardware store. I would see her again, never more. I bought a drill and I stuck it in my head. And now I guess I am dead. Thank you again so much, everybody. Thanks to our guest, Rich Early, Stephen Miller, uh, Christopher Mim, and of course, Man Thing. Uh, thank you for coming out to ValleyCon. We will be performing and later. And the fluffers. We can't forget the yeah. fluffers. One more the round of applause wonderful, for the wonderful fluffers. fluffers. Yes. Con suite. Con suite. Come see us at the con suite. Thank you very much. Thank you. No, thank you. That's, that's all we have. You, you are. You. Guys. Kamikaze Snowmen. Well, that about wraps it up for the Kamikaze Snowcast for this month. We hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll check out all of our guests at their various uh, websites and Facebook pages and such and so forth. We also hope that you'll come out to see us perform live at Fargo Funny People You've Probably Never Heard of Part 5. That will be November 17th at Theater B here in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, more details to come, check out our website as well as the Fargo Funny People You've Probably Never Heard Of page on Facebook. And please let us know what you think. If you have opinions about anything that we've done or that you've listened to here, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can check out kamikazesnowmen.com for more information as well. For now, though, we'd like to leave you with this episode's brand new song, No Thunder Stolen.